Hello and welcome to the Unofficial Controller Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast, episode 76, Games You Hated Yet Still Completed, with me, George, and as always joined by Bobby, Dark Souls to my nomad soul. How's it going? Good. You like that? Yeah, it was good. Let's, let's, before we get, I need to, we need to sort of clear a couple of things up. So before we do that, we'll give Mm -hmm. people a quick rundown. So coming up this week, we've got some Nintendo, Sony, and Xbox news. No PC or retro gaming news, but don't detune PC and retro gamers because I'm sure there'll be something in there for you eventually. We've got the feature, which is the obvious games you hated yet still completed. We're then going to have a little look through your pickups on Instagram, hashtag Stingray's Boot, where we see what you've picked up this week in gaming. So your new games, old games, T-shirts, pictures of your dog. Frankly, my dear... I don't give a damn, but we do care. So, you know, I just don't care what it is. Mm-hmm. And then the real deal jets up fifth and main, pops his boot. Me and Bobby pick out the new release highlights for this week and we pull out a VHS of our choosing. And then the show ends when I ask Bobby what he's hoping to play. But before I ask him the immortal question, so what is you got to grip that wheel? I've got a question, Bobby. Mm-hmm. It's We're recording this. Early doors. We're in New York, you and I, um, and I want takeout for breakfast. Now you know I like my toaster on one side. Mm-hmm. I don't take coffee. I take tea, my dear. But what takeout can we order now through the medium of Just Eat or Deliveroo, whatever it is here in the states? Uber Eats. I mean, what can we order for breakfast? Because I want like pancakes. I want syrup. I want coffee. Where can we go? Where can we get that delivered in the local area to our door for it so it's ready for when we finish recording? Okay, it's going to be weird to you, mm-hmm. but I don't think anyone does that here. You know why? Why? Because by the time you get the eggs or the pancakes, they're just so soggy. You're better so off what, just making it here. What other all? What other? What could, could we get donuts and coffee delivered? Yeah, you can. But I mean, from where Dunkin' Donuts? Mm-mm. Where else could we get them from? There's a, there's a Colombian coffee spot. They don't have donuts, but they have like, it's called Benuelos, which is basically like a cheesy bowl. It's made in like a small bowl, and it's like a cheesy bread, and that's delicious. And they have something else too. I, want, I can't I, yeah, pronounce the thing it. Thing is, I'm, I'm I'm a booger. I want some sweet, sweet. No, it's bread. sweet, bro. It's it's a nice, it's a nice bread. It's not like a typical bread. Like it's like the Mexican uh, bread. I can't think of the name right now. But I it's want this thing. Bread. I want yeah, yeah. But I want this thing to give me diabetes. Oh, okay. Then we're gonna have to no. You can't get diabetes from that. Um. No, my experience with with Dave. delivering breakfast is just not good. So where we're we gonna go means we're gonna have. I'm gonna have to get dressed because right now you've got I mean, managed the best to get thing, dressed this morning. No, nah, listen. I'm signing my pants. Listen, we could put on our Adidas tracksuit, okay, <laughs> and we'll just go right up the block to the diner because it's the cheap. The diner is the cheapest thing you're gonna do. What's Pancakes, this diner called? It's called uh, Mini Star Diner. Mini Star Diner. You've right not on. taken me there yet. Trestles was amazing. Yeah, but the yeah. Mini Star Diner I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I mean, listen, for a diner, as basic as it is, it's exactly what you want. You want eggs, boom. Pancakes, boom, right? Perfect. 
You want like a little hamburger there? I guess if you wanted to, you could. I wouldn't, but you could. It's still good. It's just the you know basic thing you need in the morning. Is it constant top-ups on the black coffee? Yeah, hundred percent. Every diner's like that here. And I don't want. I don't want what I. I guess. Bro, they I'm, make in the, they make tea. Like they're not gonna just gonna give you a tea, bro. They'll give you like a little kettle. And no, I don't want any of that. I don't want any of that. I'm trying to forget I was ever English. Oh, okay. Well, they do coffee there. Okay, coffee. You got you got the regular coffee, or you have the. Uh, You're not saying it right. Unless you sound like Janine on Ghostbusters, you're not trying hard enough to be from New York, Bobby. That's how I always said it, coffee. Coffee. How is coffee? Yeah, coffee. 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 You've got to spell it C-W-A-F-E-E. 100%. Coffee. I can't. People like coffee. Like, bro, what? Oh, let me tell you a story before we... Okay, let me tell you how bad my pronunciations are, okay? My mom is from Brooklyn. My father's from the Bronx. Two heavy accents in my house. So they say things totally different sometimes. And they're a grade. I spelled the word dinosaur wrong. Okay. About, I don't know, maybe six, seven years ago, my little sister found my third grade spelling test. (laughs) And she asked me to spell dinosaur again. I spelled it the same way I did in third grade. How did you spell spell that? I'm I'm pronouncing it dinosaur. Dinosaur. It's dinosaur. It is dinosaur. But I'm like dinosaur, dinosaur. That's how I say it. So I'm like D I N A. <laughs> dinosaur. Listen, that's how I pronounced it, bro. You know? Like people get mad at me all the time. They're like, you can't pronounce anything. Like monster, like the creature. Yeah. I say monster. Bro, that's a cheese. <laughs> right so get with your pronunciation dude so what's this what's this diner call again because i've not seen that when i've been out for my little i get a bit scared going out no i mean we we see up. it but it's just it's really on the corner but it's just so basic you just walk past it. you don't even know what's diner. there's like an awning but everything else around the neighborhood is so nice this is just a basic Nice, it's nice. Nothing I'm fancy still, about it at all. I'm still so intimidated by the actual physical geographical size of this city that you and I both live in that I leave little sticks and little bits of litter as a guide, <laughs> almost like a Hansel and Gretel breadcrumb trail, so I can get home. And then you notice when you find it is even more dirt when you're left. Well, that's that. Sometimes that's, I've walked I've walked around the block six times before I found the doorway. That's it's not how some it sort is, of bro. magic. It's, um, it's unbelievable. Okay, well, but we go to the diner. Very okay. easy, no big deal, and it's cheap. Well, We've got to sort the food out before we begin. But Odders has gripped so hard on his wheel, waiting for his little shout-out, that he's lost all circulation to his fingers. <laughs> so just give those fingers a quick little wrap on the steering wheel, Odders, just to get the blood flowing. That's fine, my friend. He always drives on the right-hand side of the road now, Bobby, even though he's yeah. in the UK. <laughs> but if you see Odders coming, he's got his hazards on. Who was that? That was Red Diesel on his new Mercedes, bro. Red Diesel? <laughs> He doesn't drive a Mercedes, it's red. Listen, it has a Mercedes logo. I mean, I don't know where he got that from. <laughs> eBay. But he just attached it to the top of his car. That's what he says it is. I'm not going to argue with the man, you know? But you've got a slightly higher stool than me, so you can see out the window. All I hear is a reverberation of that bad boy exhaust that he's got. Yeah, it was unbelievable, man. Well, Red Diesel, one of the locals in the area. He's a deep south... 
version of Vin Diesel that drives a Toyota Starlet with a Mercedes badge glued on the front of it. Right, exactly. With, crazy with some craggle. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable, bro. Sorry, Odders. It's time I ask, because they know the show can't start, Bobby. I don't know what that preamble was. Without me saying to you, Bobby, what have you been playing? All right, it's been a really weird week for me. I've been playing three games and three games, which I don't really do. But I was recommended Rogue Company. It was free, so I downloaded it, playing that with my nephew and my boy Marlon. Not going to lie. I was playing a little bit of the Zombie Army Trilogy with my boy Marlon. I told my nephew to download it. It's 10 bucks, so he did. And then I've been playing, which I wish I stopped playing, but I can't, uh, Vampire. I, I honestly wish I never put that game on. No. It's god-awful. You've, got, you've had nothing good to say about it on our Discord uh, channel, have you? Yeah, no, every now and then I'll throw it in there. Like, I'm like, don't play Vampire. Just as a joke, a running joke. If people want to know the behind-the-scenes and in-between episode uh, shenanigans of yourself and me to some certain extent, although I forget to go in our own Discord from time to time, uh, but uh, the rest of the community, the people that have made the show what it is to this point, regular names, probably more loved than even you. Uh, I'm the bad guy for this season, so they don't like <laughs> me anymore. But, uh, but And even Tom goes in the Discord, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. So if you want to get the the lowdown on what people are playing and doing, that's where they need to go. So Vampire, not good. Why? No. The action, the cut, the combat is just not fluid. It's not good. It's it's almost as they should have never just had combat in that game. I would have, and I'm and first of all, which is ironic because every time I die, which is quite often, they have a thing a uh, loading screen. And it says, uh, vampires are powerful. Not many things can kill them. Well, that's, that's ironic. Because everything kills me. Uh, a regular person kills me with a crossbow. Another vampire kills me with a hit. Because, I mean, if you're playing as a bad guy, mm-hmm. the game, you're so overpowered, you can't die. But if you're playing as a good guy, you're super underpowered. And it's ridiculous. Mm. So I just kept running around the map killing respawning enemies until I leveled myself up to where I feel I should be. And even then, it's just the combat's just not fun. It's like dodge, dodge, hit, dodge, dodge, hit, use your little vampire power. You know, meeting the people, following the story is kind of interesting. That's the only thing keep me besides the platinum, that's the only thing keeping me from playing this game. It's just it's just not good. And it's this people who made life is strange, the same people. I found that, yeah, and I found that game to be interesting. It's a story-based game, but they added combat. And someone, one of my friends, told me, "Oh, it's very similar to Bloodborne." First of all, whoa, not even close, dude. It's similar to Trash. That's what it's similar to. <laughs> it's it's slow. It's repetitive. It mostly resembles Trash. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what. If I could buy that dude's coat, that's an amazing coat. It's like, I don't know what you guys call it over there, but it looks like like a trench mixed overcoat, I guess. Okay. It, it, it's not, um, you know, that navy coat, whatever you guys call that. Mm-hmm. It's not. It doesn't look like that, but it's, it looks kind of cool. I, I like it. 
I'll look that out. I've purposely ignored it. You know, as soon as I saw that Need for Speed and Vampire, it yeah. was coming out, I was like, mm, See, I'll I have it the library. You never know. It might be a cold day in hell. Yeah. But I might play it. I-, I knew when they spelled it wrong that it was Vampire. Vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Bada Bing Rextra Gamer yeah, has does. come in and done a vampire game. Vampire, Luster. I bet he could have made a better vampire game. Oh, he could make better anything. 100%. He could make this conversation 10 times better than it is <laughs> just by being here, not saying a thing. That's, That's really the effort been... he can add. Is that it? Any other games? No. What have you been up to? I think what, what could only be described as the wall. Um, I've bounced from big game to big game this year. Those that have listened in, those that have added a couple of Final Fantasies to the to the scalps list, have added numerous games this year that have come out. Ghost of Tsushima, I've added that to the scout list, Last of Us 2, and, and all the Assassin's Creeds that I replayed, game after game after game, rolling from win after win after win. But Grand Theft Auto 4, as much as I enjoyed it going in, I was straight out of the blocks going, yeah. I said last week I'm struggling with it, and I am. So I downloaded The Witcher 3. So I've done a couple more three or four missions on GTA 4 since we last spoke. Mm-hmm. But mainly I've been sort of stuck in a bit of a YouTube rut watching just what can only be described as drivel on there, mm-hmm. really. Um, I downloaded Witcher 3. Now... We've spoken about this off air, but the the setting's amazing. I'm like all in on that. I think the idea of being a Witcher is cool. I think the graphics look good, especially for the era that it came out. I'm finding the actual mechanisms of controlling him a little bit twitchy. Like, you know, but maybe I'd started it late at night one day. I was like, actually, I ought to give that a go. And Maybe when you come to some games sometimes that have maybe been overhyped, I was kind of expecting the level of finesse of player con- character control that you experience in something like GTA 4 or mm. Red Dead. And, you know, he's, he's very, very, very twitchy and the combat seemed a little bit sort of loose. But, yeah. you know, well, I'll persevere with it possibly. Because last night, out of frustration and probably not wanting to let go of my current PS3 obsession, because the PS4, I could drop kick out the window. Not because it's a bad machine, just because I keep finding unique and interesting experiences on the PS3. Wow. I thought, I'm going to play Catherine. I heard this was a really interesting game. Mate. <laughs> It's got all the slickness of presentation of a Persona game wrapped mm-hmm. up in a guy in his early 30s that's stuck in a... You know, when you get older, you get into a relationship and like one of you expects more from it than the other and you know you don't quite know where it's going, but you're towing the line. You're like, yeah, I'm just, you know, could be better, it could be worse sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And he's married. He's not married, but he's in a relationship with Catherine with a K and she's like, you know, we've been together a certain amount of time now. I think we should get married. And, and through the presentation of the game, you're getting texts saying, oh, so-and-so's getting married and they've already got, they, you know, they're going to they're gonna try for kids, blah, 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 has mm. got kids and blah, 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 getting married. And it's all presented in, as I say, if you've played any Persona game, the presentation that links the bits together is absolutely peerless. And this game 
does it just as well. And you like listening to the characters, you're watching it unfold on the show, on the on the TV screen, like a TV show almost. But it's done with that art style that they're famous for. Anyway, when he goes to sleep, um, he ends up in this strange world where he has to pull or push blocks in an attempt to climb higher and higher because the blocks keep disappearing beneath him. Now, that part of the game is a very, very simple premise but my goodness gracious me, Bobby, it's absolutely rock solid at times. I heard it was really challenging. It is really challenging. So some blocks you can't pull or push. I'm in the torture chamber area at the moment. I, I couldn't stop playing it last night. I just kept going and going and going. Awesome. And I got to a part where I just evaporated all my lives, but luckily I'd saved just before. So it was like, oh, I don't know how. There's been a, there was a couple of times yesterday evening when I was playing it where I was thinking to myself, I don't know how to progress. I can't. I don't know how to progress this forward. And then I got lucky and then died. So I knew how to navigate that first section, but then needed to learn the next section. Um, it is. It's simple, but it's so well presented. And the way that it's presented and wraps itself into the premise of the fact that every hundred years, much, you know, very persona like, every hundred years, a man gets cursed or the men get cursed and they have to navigate this nighttime labyrinth in their dreams because if they die in their dreams they die in real life mm. and one guy as the story's unfolded to this point one guy's already been found dead in his bed you know having had some sort of a night terror and that's presented on the news and you meet in in the non-gameplay sections you find yourself in a bar with your friends just talking about life the universe and everything you know it's normally you and three guys and on one of the nights They've gone home and you've decided to continue drinking your blues away. And mm -hmm. Catherine with a C turns up. And she's like, you know, young, beautiful. Anyway, the, you go through another nightmare sequence at nighttime. The next morning, there's no spoilers here because I think everybody kind of roughly knows this. You wake uh -huh. up and she's in bed with you. And he's yeah. like, oh my God, what have I done? You know, I, he even says to her, I'm in a relationship with someone and this is a... And she's not even really listening. She's like, okay, no problems. I'm late for a dentist appointment. You know what they get like, see you soon. Boom, she's gone. And you get asked questions in the nightmare world as well. You go into a confessional box. So you finish one mini part, one section of the level in the nightmare. And then you go and you talk to other men who are inhabiting this world. Now they see you as a sheep, but you see them as sheep. So you're surrounded by sheep of all things. It's completely bonkers. And you go into a confessional box and you have to answer questions. And one of them is, a, is an example was, um, question one was, do you believe that marriage is the beginning or the end of your life? And you have to pull a string that says yes or no. So you pull the one that you feel is the right answer. And then you, the confessional box turns into a lift that takes you up to the next section. Once you're up on the next section, you get to a screen that shows you how the audience have voted on the on, so it tracks your data online. So then it shows you like a pie chart of who said yes or no. Mm -hmm. And it's fascinating to get an insight into people's heads about what they think about relationships and what that means to you as a person. And Pretty cool, man. Yeah. Honestly, if you've got it in your collection, because again, it's one of those games I picked up for a pound. It was free, right? I think. Oh, possibly. I think I, I, think I have it on the PS3. The only thing, the reason why I didn't play it was because it looked so super like Japanese style. 
I oh, was, it I is. Was, I wasn't sure. I was like, but oh. there's something about the way that the Persona boys put stuff up on the screen and the way they present it is it's yes it's japanese but the voice acting is fantastic you know even you know, the female the female voice actor when you press pause it's like pause pause <laughs> and it's dead slick you know it's dead futuristic and so slickly done when you press pause and you go in the menus and the female narration everything from the moment you put the disc in and it's installed and you go it is of the highest presentation quality you can imagine for a game that's and that's to be honest what i think their games are most famous for the way it presents it all to you is is amazing anyway that was a bit of a dry old do wasn't it me waffling on about catherine with a c yeah listen i was interested bro it, it is it is awesome it is a it is a i'm gonna see it well <laughs> you know there's the i want to see it through line on the graph and then mm-hmm. there's my gaming skill level line here. And somewhere where they intersect is probably where I'll stop playing, probably about mm-hmm. two levels on from where I am. But, hey, there's guides and stuff on the internet. And <laughs> if I get stuck, I just don't see how that game can have a guide because it, I suppose you could watch someone play it through on a level on YouTube and be like, okay, so I need to pull the six block from the left in and then climb and then do this and do that and the other. But some of the mm-hmm. techniques, the really advanced techniques that you learn from other sheep about how to progress through the level you're like i never would have thought of that but it's nice they present those to you as almost mini tutorials that's all i've played i don't want to bore the living wheels off of people with a game that's probably older than most of our listeners but there you go (laughs) Uh, completely and you can't get customizable skins and and there's no ranking system and it's just a game but uh, that means those that know the show format, Bobby, they know it's time for the news. We've scoured the very darkest regions of the internet to bring you the latest stories. First up, do you want to go, Bobby, or shall I? I do it. Okay. X, Xbox without the box. What's Microsoft's, this? Microsoft's head of gaming and Xbox, Phil Spencer, has hinted that the company is planning TV st- uh, streaming sticks for its xCloud cloud gaming service. In an interview... Spencer discusses the potential for additional tiers of Xbox Game Pass, which could include a free bundle TV stick to play xCloud games. If um, I think you're going to see lower price hardware as part of our ecosystem when you think about streaming sticks and other things that somebody might want to just go plug into their TV and play via xCloud, says Spencer. You could imagine us even having something that we just included in Game Pass subscription that gave you an ability to stream xCloud games to your television and buying the controller. Spencer also teases the potential for an Xbox Game Pass Platinum with guaranteed access to new Xbox hardware. Microsoft has been bundling Xbox subscriptions and hardware together in something called Xbox All Access, which includes access to Xbox Game Pass and the latest Xbox Series S and Series X uh, consoles. It's It's a bundle that Spencer is obviously keen to experiment with in the future. Wow. Okay, so are they are they planning on taking it to Stadia here, or is this something that you can only get if you already own an Xbox console to assist you with? Or could I rock up at Game or whatever we've got here in the states? I don't even know anymore. Um, GameStop, GameStop, yeah, and go. 
Oh, Xbox Series X, $400. Xbox streaming stick and Games Pass subscription. Buy it today with 12 months for $69.99. And I yep. take it home. I maybe need a controller. Maybe it comes mm-hmm. packaged in it. Let's say it's $100 for the whole thing, including a year subscription. And I'm playing 4K HDR yeah. games off of a USB streaming stick. I don't even need the $400 no. piece of silicon anymore. We're done. What does that mean? Is that the future of gaming? Because I at this point, I don't own any games. Um... It seems to be that it's hinting that way. That it's just going to get rid of consoles in general, which is I'm this, not really a fan of. But are we it dinosaurs? Is. is Phil Spencer so much? Is is Phil Spencer from like 2046, and we're from 2020? I mean, if, you, if you look at it here, at least in New York, so many people have got rid of their cable because it's just too expensive. Yeah, that they get like a Roku or a, a Google what's it called? Chromecast. Yeah. And they just log on to their accounts with Netflix and Hulu. And like my phone provider pays for my T-Mobile. I mean, my T-Mobile provider pays for my Netflix. I got my friends Hulu and we have Amazon prime. So right there, I had three streaming services for basically what? 10 bucks, 20 bucks, maybe. Yeah. So do I need my cable box? I mean, not really. My, my only argument there is, Cable box, admittedly, has got fat, it's got bloated, it's got expensive. It's a similar sort of situation in the UK. Okay, that's fair enough. That's the old model. Mm-hmm. The new disruptive models have come in where they're giving you everything, including the kitchen sink, yeah. for not a lot of money. So you ditch your current provider and you get on board. Do you not think in this world of having to make 10% more profit year on year on year, that the Netflix, Amazon Prime, and Hulu subscription prices are not going to go up. Because if you don't think that, you're insane. First of all, they're going to go up. And the internet that you have is going to go up. I agree. Okay, so you got rid of Killbox. That's cool. You pay 60 bucks a month for internet. Well, you know what? You could pay the 60 bucks for internet, but we're going to lower your bit rate, whatever they call it. Right, and then we're gonna make a different tiers. So, if you want to play an Xbox or Xbox game, you're gonna need even higher speed internet. So, so now you're gonna pay that. Scene. Picture the scene. Now it's very disruptive and it's very early days. Xbox are practically giving games away at this point in time. Yep. But if they can get this to be a success and they get enough people on it, what's to stop them going? Okay, you want access to your library? Crank. This is what you're gonna have to pay a month now. And if if you don't, there's the door. Mm-hmm. But you know that you've given us over the last six years X, Y, Z, hundreds of dollars. Mm-hmm. That's literally in the bin. Yeah. Is that a pro-consumer choice at that point, or is that anti-consumer? It's anti for me. Yeah. If, I, if you keep raising my subscription every year just to access what I don't even have physically, it comes to a point where it's like, well, then why am I even paying for this? Yeah, because at the moment they you know it it could be argued that they are the white knights i just wonder if we're ushering in this era of generosity without realizing that behind it is 
possibly some vicious price hikes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how. Oh, there's going to be. There's going to be. But how? How as a gamer can you try and like lock off some of that content? Like, do can you? I suppose you've got the option to buy it digitally. But yeah, then, but it's digitally. So yeah, but I can't sell it. You can't sell it, but at least if you say, do you know what, I can't afford Games Pass anymore, I'm out, you're still going to have a select number of games that you can play? Well, that's the question I want to ask, because if, let's say, you don't want to do your Game Pass anymore, mm-hmm. all the games that you played and downloaded, do you still have them? I think they're. I think the ones that you didn't ever buy, they're gone. Because like I know PS Plus, if you don't have it, every yeah. game you downloaded, you don't have yeah, it's walled off to you. Yeah, but, but obviously games you bought, you know, you obviously have digitally yeah. at least. That's fine. Yeah, and I think it's the same deal there. So if you got, let's say, you get an Xbox Series S or the PlayStation Digital, mm-hmm. uh, or the Series S has still got a drive on it, though, hasn't it? From mm-hmm. memory. Oh no, you're right. So the PS5 Digital or the Series S, you get that. You go all digital ecosystem. You go all in which is fine if you don't want clutter. You don't mm-hmm. want games, but random pieces of plastic that basically hold a CD key. Mm-hmm. That's all it is, because it's going to do a lot of downloading off the net anyway. Yeah. Um, but it does represent physical ownership. If you don't want any of that, and you want a slick John Lennon-style apartment like Tom's apartment was before we moved in and put rugs down and put you know, our face masks that we wear to roam the streets of New mm-hmm. York over the crotches of his Greek... Um, Poseidon like statues <laughs> where to, to so Eva didn't have to get embarrassed or or let's face it stare an uncomfortably amount of time at them yeah which I've done you've done as well mm-hmm. can't help it okay and, it's the and, stare you know what are you gonna do and that thing that Eva carved a few episodes ago um, that was outrageous well Big Ron as I For call him real <laughs> <laughs> he's uh yeah i mean big ron aka tripod Uh, he makes you feel she's put him on the way to the bathroom as well so he makes you feel a little bit sort of unworthy as you as you go between rooms yeah i have to admit i kind of sort of get halfway through on my way to i don't think i even need a wee anymore and i'll go back (laughs) and have to play game for a little while it's a little bit awkward but uh where was i going with this I've absolutely no idea. You're going to get to the point of digital only. Oh, yes. You've got this perfectly (laughs) Tom-like apartment. It's Mm. pristine. I won't go down the statues rabbit hole again. I just will not do it. And you have no physical media anymore. You've sold it all down at the GameStop. You've traded it in for Xbox points or PlayStation, whatever they call them, PlayStation dollars or some drivel. And you've took that back and you've blown it all on a new digital library. As long as you're spending money on that library, it's yours. If you just, you're a Games Pass user, like the modern, I presume, ultimately, what Xbox or PlayStation want you to be, mm. the day that turns off, you've got nothing. Mm. That's why, for me, I would buy a Series X or a PS5 physical, because you still have the option to do digitally. So if something happens, you could still play physical games. Yeah, but let's just say for a moment you did go, you you got an Xbox Series X or a PlayStation Five, and you decided you were going to get 
Well, it's more of an Xbox argument, really. Let's say you get the Xbox Series X, you want to play online, you, you look at the deal and it's like, I might as well just get Games Pass. For, for what it is extra, I might as well get that. Then I've got this big library of games I can play. And you double down and you, this is great and you kick the wheels out of it and then your circumstances change and you can't get back on there. I guess if you didn't buy any physical games. But I suppose at that point you can then go down GameStop and you buy games for a dollar and it will still work on your machine. My concern is if we end up with the streaming sticks, PlayStation streaming stick or Xbox streaming stick or Google Stadia, which will kick PlayStation and Xbox into a cocked hat come the day. Once the giant is awoken. 100%. All in on Stadia. Uh, Once you you thank Stadia for the sponsorship of the show and Zootamax. Um, Once that happens, I think... To an old school gamer like you or I or some of our listeners, it's going to feel a very strange world, isn't it? Yeah. Because if your internet is donkey. Which mine, well, here in New York, it's fine, but obviously. Some other places don't have internet like that. Well, some places here in the States, they've only got the. They've still got a blockbuster, Bobby, because mm-hmm. they can't get good enough internet, but they still yeah. want to watch the latest movies. So blockbusters survived. It's, do you think know. this is the last era is this the last era of console with a disc drive probably because Ooh. let's say the average 6-7 years right yeah so 6-7 years you're looking at 2027 2028 I mean look how far we advanced just from 2000 look how far we came from 20 years even 10 years the technology Mm-hmm. so why would you keep doing what you've been doing it's it's like the people who were physically writing down stuff on pen and paper have now been replaced by computers have now been replaced by uh tablets that you could just check off your job bro even in trestle if you haven't noticed they don't have paper and pen they got a little tablet they do yeah when we and went they, there after they, last episode and they click everything and it goes right to the kitchen like, there's no mistake now. It's just boom, boom, boom. I mean, if, if the is if this a signal that I, Is this just a signal that I'm an old curmudgeon and I need I to mean, get with the times and get a, get a Stadia and an Xbox streaming stick when it comes out? Yeah, and bro, we're the old school. We right? are. I'm, I'm going to be 38 in February. Another, the next PS6 that comes out or Xbox X25, whatever they're going to name it, I'm going to be 40, 45, dude, 46. I mean, the technology then is just going to be through the roof. And no one's catering to us. They're catering to the new generation. Mm. Is you know, it time my, to accept that console gaming's not aimed at us now? No, it's definitely And we've not. just got to accept what's, what the kids want. And Yeah, you have no choice. You don't have a choice, bro. The time. So, what was our what was our sort of apex? Were we did we apex on the PS3 and Xbox 360? Was that our time as a gamer? Yeah, you would have to think at least the PS3, PS4 era. I mean, the 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 graphic. No, but what I mean is as a as a demographic age for yeah, that's user. yes, yeah, that's yeah. Bro, you went from Nintendo, you went from Atari or Commodore 64 to Nintendo, absolutely destroyed everything, okay? 
then this, this the the Sega came out with the Master System, try to compete. Okay, hold on, hold this. Boom, Super Nintendo wrecked everything. Right? Then they try to make N64. What happened now? Boom, PlayStation wrecked everything. Then the Xbox came out, competition. And it's just been going up the ladder. So everything is changing. Even the way we play games are changing. You went from sitting on the couch with your friend to sitting with your friend who's all the way in Australia playing a game together on a headset. People are faced people Seam, are, seamlessly. And do you yeah. know what? That people don't realize how amazing that is. Because do you remember back in the day if they went via satellite to Arkansas from New York and it, and the guy was like someone yeah. would say, So what's the weather like? Yeah. Yeah, the weather is great, Maureen. Yeah. Uh got a little bit of delay on the satellite. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. It's uh, welcome to welcome to Arkansas where we're we're getting strapped down for a, a snowstorm from hell. Um, I, I mean, even your even your smartphone is basically the most advanced computer you have. Your your whole unless you're unless you're a huge PC gamer, I'm sure your PC and your house, your laptop in your house is just what you need to do everyday life. Meanwhile, your phone light years ahead of it. Yeah, the technology is where it's at. I'm sorry, it's just if you're not moving forward and at, at this time and age, you're behind. You might as well just go play Nintendo games and just forget about PS5 and Xbox Series X. Which I did for quite some time. I crawled into some sort of retro black hole. and Yeah, because, I mean, it's it, it just it is what it is. I, I feel like I'd rather play a Super Nintendo game or a Sega Genesis game than some of the early PlayStation games. I just can't. I, mean, I can't anymore. That's how far technology we are that I can't do tank controls for me. It's, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the future is where it's at, bro. And this is the last console system, and we're going to be forty-six buying a new console. I mean, it is what it is. Good luck. The kids will already be ready to get the next thing. Doesn't matter. The future is coming, and you can't stop it. Well, that's one thing that's guaranteed. Constantly moving forward. Time. Mm-hmm. Bobby, this might possibly be the longest news section we've ever had. Uh, <laughs> but next up in the news, Nintendo fixed the drift. In classic Nintendo style, it seems their fix to drift is to lower the single Joy-Con's price from $49 or £49 to $39 or £39. Starting from the 9th of November, while this is a welcome change, it's worth noting that $39.99 is exactly half the price of a full set, so buying two individually is sadly still no cheaper than buying a pair. At least upgrading one is a little cheaper now. Users in Japan can buy grey, neon red, neon blue, neon yellow, neon green, red, and neon pink Joy-Con from the country's official store. We're still waiting for storefront updates in Europe and the USA, but expect them to follow suit, then push through to independent real out- retail outlets from November. Uh, you've got a... Have you got the light, or have you got the... I never... Eva holds it that close to herself. You've got the no. original, haven't you? Yeah, I would never get the light. What's the point? You can't even dock it to a TV. I suppose and if I, you... I know people... Yeah, but... Again. If you're a kid, no, no, no. I know you're not a kid, but imagine Again. for a moment you were, mm-hmm. and you'd normally played on a 3ds, mm-hmm. and you can get a switch, and you haven't got a TV in your bedroom, mm-hmm. and mum and dad like to have the big TV for watching 
Game of Thrones or whatever it is they're watching on there, Suits, Grey's Anatomy or some sort of grown-up show that a grown-up might watch, House, Breaking Bad, all those shows, 24 even, mm-hmm. maybe even CSI Vegas or something weird like that. Mm-hmm. Then surely a Switch likes the perfect solution. Yeah, but I mean, you just get the Switch, right? And it's the same thing. And then the, the chance I can dock it, I can. I mean, what kid doesn't have a TV in their room? It's 2020. I can't imagine that. Yeah, but why, you t- why would you have a TV in your room? What you watch? What you what? What are you using it for? To watch. This TV. is this is old. You kids don't watch TV anymore. Oh, do they do, because TVs are bigger, cheaper, and smarter. They watch. Yeah, but they watch YouTube. They still watch from their TV. No, you can do. They have smart TVs. You could log into YouTube on your TV. They do it on their phone. You could. I don't know why they're not. We grew up praying to the mighty TV God in the corner of the room. We built an altar for it, a little shrine that we would sit it on. Maybe even put a little doily for it to sit on, and we would sit and pray mm-hmm. to the schedule and the TV God. Hundred percent. That they've got this separation now, where they've never had to get down on the on the rug and pray to the TV God. Yeah. They've got it in the palm of their hands. Yeah, well, that's true too. And while they're doing that, they're doing all their other stuff. So the TV in the room, it's... I, I, guess for, I guess for me, if I had the option, I always want both. Yeah, I think as a, as a, as a, a you know, a, an adult with a I gaming f- setup. I feel like if you bought a Switch Lite, that's it. You just can't do anything but handheld. But if you bought a Switch... Even if you handheld nine percent of the time, it's that ten percent chance or time you can put it right onto the TV. Because my Switch has played basically ninety nine percent on the TV. Is it? I, I don't even take it out. I even forget that you can. That's how how does it I look do. on the TV? Looks great. Looks fine to me. I mean, for whatever they're presenting and their graphic style, it looks fine. But again, I don't. I really only get Nintendo games for the Switch. I'm not. Do, I don't do third-party games. I, I, there's no need for me to do that. I have an. Ex, I have an, uh, a PS4 for that. Mm. I'm not gonna get. A, and you've got a dodgy Xbox off a Russian barber. Yeah, I'm not gonna get Witcher Three on Switch. That's crazy. <laughs> what you a know? dog's breath! But then again, imagine if you didn't have anything other than a Switch for whatever reason. You'd gone all in on Nintendo. The fact that the yeah, Switch can make a passable attempt at Witcher 3 is pretty good. I mean, from the from people who I know who have it, yeah, they wish they just got it for the PS4 or Xbox One. Oh. It's, it's, not, it's never going to be that. You can't put that game on a Switch. I don't care what they try to do. Too much. Well, I think this episode we've learned that we're Old before our time. Buddy. I feel like we are just the old knights. You know what? Like, can you imagine? No, I time? know. You know, no, mate. You know the Muppets, and there's the two guys up in the uh, balcony. That's us. That's us, bro. That, that's us, yeah. Well, you know what else I feel we are? What? Imagine the time of the night where you had the, the armor ready to go with the sword and shield. Yeah. But, like, the English army's already got uniforms and guns. Right time to drop the armor bro time to pick up a machine gun yeah i mean what what what's what's the point i feel like you know i feel like we are i feel like we're tom cruise and the last samurai 
and we're charging down our horses with our little samurai armor and they just have a gun that the guy's cranking the wheel. I mean, what are you going to do? Throw a bow and arrow at him? That's not going to work. That's, is that? That's who we are, bro. That's who we are in the gaming world. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. White knights. We are that in the gaming world. Crikey. Because I have a real issue sometimes with digital only. Oh, handheld only. Is that Dave? Why is he bibbing? Because he's he's really busy today, apparently. Is he bibbing to say that he's here to take us to that diner? No, we could walk to that diner. So what's he bibbing for? There's another lady waiting on the corner. I guess she Ubered him, and she's not sure what car it is, and literally it's the only car in front of her. And she's still looking up and down the block. See, look, now she just got in. So she was definitely not paying attention. I, I Dave was telling me that he, style, he slicks his hair down with... Uh, when he goes... Obviously, he works a lot of hours, Dave, the taxi driver. And he was saying to me that when he goes in some of these diners or McDonald's or whatever, he uses the restroom mm-hmm. in there. And he, you know, he, he does... He, as, he, as he leaves, he passes the the condiment section, you know, the ketchup and the mayo and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. And he grabs a couple of little sachets of mayo because he says it's just a lot cheaper and it gives it a real slick look. So he slicks back his dark graying mane with mayo that he's managed to get hold of from... Yeah, that's poles. why you have like that weird musky scent from him. <laughs> it's certainly its own sort of aroma. And sometimes you sure. see like the, the, the oil separating a little bit. That's not sweat, bro. That's the oil. Mm. Have you ever seen his headrest? It's kind of greasy. <sighs> My goodness gracious me. Nice man, just, you know, maybe shampoo once in a while. Questionable, cleanly habits. Mm-hmm. Um, last bit of news. I'll, I've got my teeth in, so face off. The PlayStation 5's white outer shell can be easily removed from the console. It's yet to be officially confirmed, but the theory is that we'll be able to replace the default casing with different coloured or patterned faceplates in the future. We wouldn't be surprised to see Sony flogging all kinds of custom panels down the line, but a third-party outfit looks to have beaten them to the punch. PlayStation 5 is a website offering a handful of alternate color faceplates for your PS5, and its products are available to pre-order and purchase right now. If you're not a fan of the white casing, you can go here and select from a different, a few different options shown off with some 3D renders. Mark my words, 3D renders, nothing legit. This seems like one of the biggest cons going right now. Uh, displaying the console equipped with various colors. At the time of writing, you can choose from red, blue, camo, chrome, and, of course, black. They're all available in standard and digital edition sizes too. The custom face face, the custom face plates will set you back forty dollars, uh, but we're pretty sure that people will pay up uh, to have a PS5 in their favourite colour. But there's no guarantee that Sony will have uh, will offer official variants. We've not heard anything from them about these face plates, which is very Xbox 360. I have to admit. So PlayStation 5 is your best bet now. Having said that, the company is extremely new, set up a few days ago. That's the PlayStation 5 one, so there's no track record. So we would recommend you being very, very cautious about blowing your cash or giving them your bank details because it might just be a complete uh, naughty, naughty website. Anyway, what do you guys think of the unofficial custom faceplates? You must be a fan if you listen to this show. Which colour would you want to put on your PS5? Are you happy with white? Or are you going to be forking out for a different style? Bobby, do you think you're going to get different coloured faceplates? No, 
But I'll tell you this. If this is a legitimate site, that's awesome. Mm. Number two, I can only imagine the Etsy crew getting just a basic white or black faceplate. Yeah. Redesigning it and selling it because uh, I follow a guy called End of Line Designs. Yeah. And I got some of his controllers, which is basically, it's only like 140 bucks. Now you're thinking, oh my God, it's a lot of money. But a PS4 controller is 60 bucks, right? Mm-hmm. So for 60 more bucks, I just got it super customed. So now imagine someone makes like, I don't know, God of War, Days Gone, beautiful face plates with beautiful art. You know, you can you see, I don't, be awesome. At the That'd moment, obviously there's a lot of people out there that pick up like special edition consoles, mm-hmm. be it an Xbox or a PlayStation. But every time PlayStation have a big game come out, Days Gone, be it mm-hmm. God of War or whatever, they'll, they'll bring out a, a themed console. But I feel they're so basic. Are we to imagine that that era for PlayStation is dead? No, it'll do 100%. Yeah, but what's the point when all they're going to be doing is slotting on uh, uh, new faceplates? They might as well sell the faceplates and sell more often. That's what I'm that's Or will they, or hmm, this is a classic Sony move, hmm. will they release a themed console with faceplates that are exclusive only? to that themed console. That's a Sony move. Yeah, they, but they would do that because they did it before. But you can't get the faceplates, you can't get those faceplates separately at an RRP yeah. independent No, they, store. they'll do it. Why not? They've done it before. So why so, would they then do it now? They'd, of course they'll do it again. So do you think they're going to release like a special faceplate? Because let's face it, they can. This would, be a spe- this would be a Sony move. So you can go and get a faceplate for the new God of War Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. And that's one design. Yeah. But there's a special, special, special design of course. to the faceplates for that. <laughs> bro. Imagine. You Just give me a, all your money now. Imagine you don't have a PS5 yet. You waited. And now you waited for God of War to come out. And then, boom, special edition controller, special edition faceplate, special edition PS5. Of course you're going to get it. Of course they're going to do that. And then you know what? Oh, you already have a PlayStation? Cool. You can't get something this cool. But check out this God of War. It's you know it's pretty cool. It's not as cool. People will buy it. Of course they will, bro. People buy those skins. I'm guilty of it too. You, you know? bought a skin. Yeah, I bought a skin. I know a guy I follow. His name's Arto Cube on Instagram, and he bro, really are a gaming celebrity. Listen, he you? makes skins for everything. So he made skins for the NES controller, the Sega Genesis controller, the DSs. So I got a Switch skin with the uh, Breath of the Wild. Bro, beautiful. I mean, he even tells you how to put them on. So it looks like, and it's, a, and it's great, great quality. You go to skins, what is that? Gamingskins.com or whatever. They have everything. They even have skins for the, for the Xbox uh, Series X already. The big tower. Mm-hmm. You could, it's a whole wrap. It looks amazing. Wow. And it's just a skin, dude. It's not even a freaking, you know, and they look good. So, of course, now you have a piece of art you can just boom, pop in. People are thinking about hiding their Xbox behind the TV because there's no room. Well, now you have to find a freaking shelf for it because look at this art. It's art. 
Spanks. Look at this art, bro. Banks, <laughs> he can get on it. Why not? He could do it. You know, he should, shouldn't he? Still, I'm telling you, Etsy is going to go crazy. If this is real and they buy this for 40 bucks, they can sell their custom faceplates for 100 and make the money back. No problem. And the, and you're going to have people like like using like modeling clay and building it up to look like all sorts of stuff, aren't you? Did you ever see that Castlevania NES that guy made? Yes. Yeah. It was the friggin' castle disguised in the NES. Bro, that was amazing. Are we going to see PlayStation 5s ending up like... With these faceplates, you could literally do anything with them. It's going to be awesome. But saying that, right... I remember when the three like the three sixty launched at a different time where people were still buying well you could get different faces for your Nokia phone. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the Xbox three sixty was designed and launched at the end of the clip on facias for phones era. Mm-hmm. I did not want a faceplate. I was like, nah, that's just ridiculous. I love it. Okay. Bro, if somebody bought or created... Okay, I have a fan here, right? Whatever model this fan is. It's a stand-up fan. If somebody was like, yo, I can make you a faceplate for this, mm-hmm. don't tell me that, bro. <laughs> I'll slap that bad boy in this fan. I have a custom fan. Oh, your fan's black? Okay, cool. My fan is, you know, Jungle Veen. You know? You call them Veens. I call them Vines. I say. Did you hear me? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> That's what I said, bro. <laughs> I don't know what I heard anymore. Listen, gamers, every week we say to you, message in, we want to hear your thoughts on faceplates. Don't leave the inbox being empty. It's my turn to tell you this. Did we miss anything? Do you have an opinion on on take on the news we missed? Give us your thoughts on faceplates. Are they so 2005 that they've got no idea they've just walked into the local disco wearing something that's just very unfortunate looking? Or are they actually walking in and reviving an old-fashioned and looking cool? If the collection masses want to get in touch with us, Bobby, they can email us or they can contact us via DM or any of the socials, normal mm-hmm. comment interactions be it on Instagram or Twitter, or they can email us at questions at unofficialcontrolonpodcast.com or DM us on Instagram or Twitter. Now, one person did reach out on the email last week, so they listened and understood. Beautiful. Now, would you believe, since I've left him there in the the rather overcast and grey UK, we actually got a message from legit James the Work Experience Boy, and his question for you and I is, quite simply... What game are you and I most looking forward to? Okay. Um, to be honest, I'll have to say Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Mm. I'm, I'm a sucker for that, bro. You throw a Viking on the cover, I, I got to play it. I'm, I'm split every which way but Sunday. Like I'm excited for Spider-Man Miles Morales. Me too. I'm also very excited for Yakuza Like a Dragon. Mm-hmm. I'm also very excited for Valhalla. Mm-hmm. I'm also kind of intrigued at Cyberpunk 2077. There's that many games. If I had to boil it all down to being into just one of them, I think, much like you, 
I'm keen to see what Valhalla is going to look like next gen. Now I see mm-hmm. it being the sort of upgrade between 360 Black Flag and Siri Xbox One Black Flag, um, or PS3 to PS4. But uh, you know, the idea of what that game is and the country it's based in, obviously, has me excited. Obviously, we've had American Assassin's Creed, mm-hmm. and now we're going to get British Assassin's Creed, albeit a thousand years ago. But yeah, Still, you guys had two games, right, in your, in England? Well, not what? But three Assassin's, Assassin's Creed. Creed. No, this would be the first one. Oh, no, yeah, of course. We had that London one, didn't we? Wait, that was with the brothers. Syndicate. The twins, right? Yeah. Mm. I wasn't keen. I actually think Unity is, although it's glitched and buggy, Unity is, it looks like an oil painting come alive, mm. whereas I feel like Syndicate was a graphical downgrade to get the game to be more playable. But the actual artistry and thematic ideas of what Unity put up was was way more interesting to me. Every week, Bobby. So thank you. There you go, James, the work experience boy. There's your answer. Uh, there's a harken back to the Farmerton days, Bobby. Do you remember those? I do. My goodness gracious me. When you were just a mere, not mere, because you've val- always been a valuable part of the show, but you were just... I've been con- immortalized, bro. You were, you were just a contributor. Mm-hmm. on the periphery and then boom tom gets arrested or well i don't know what happened in the history of sonic episode but tom wasn't around his ego got the better of him and he didn't go on a grand tour or some nonsense i don't yeah, even did. know anymore yeah well, apparently it was his farewell tour to be fair it wasn't long after that that he got back mm-hmm. and he was arrested and um, Giselin Maxwell was arrested. I'm not, and and then and and it all happened at the same time. So I'm not one to cast aspersions, Tom. <laughs> but we can't say for what you've been arrested and incarcerated for. But the timings are a little awkward. Yeah. And considering some of the artwork that I've stumbled across on, do you know, every now and then when I'm bored, I think I'm going to go for a walk around. Because you've got the east wing of Tom's New York apartment overlooking Central Square, Central Park, and I've got the west wing. And sometimes I think, I'm just going to keep walking to see where this apartment actually ends. And it just keeps going and going and going. And I keep looking in these rooms and finding more and more bizarre. What, what's the most bizarre thing you and Eva have found on the east wing of Tom's apartment? It, okay. Imagine mini books. Maybe the size of your thumb. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That you can just flip and every picture is a different animation. Okay. I'm talking about thousands of them. Really? Just, and there's, there's like a little stick figure, like throwing a ball. He could be running into like, and sliding, jumping off a building. There's just really well detailed graphically. Whoever drew that small is a brilliant man. And whoever made thousand of those really had no time. So I'm thinking maybe it was a prisoner. Mm, someone with a lot of time on the hands. The, yeah, strange, the strangest room I've found so far is last night I, got, I couldn't sleep. So I thought I'm going to walk. I, I walked up the stairwell and I got a little bit tired. So I stopped and I thought this floor's perfect. I'll, I'll walk down this corridor and I picked a random series of doors. I think I thought, I know what, I'll find out what's in this seventh room of this corridor. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many, I kind of lost count of how many 
flights I went up, but I opened a room. Now, the windows must have been plastered over because it was a perfect square, mm-hmm. completely white. Every wall was white. There was not a shred of dirt in there. And in the center, on a pink plinth, was a, was a very, very detailed marble carving of a duck. I feel like I haven't been to every room. I don't think it's possible. I don't think it is. You know what how it's much, like? How much was he sucking out of this show to pay for this? I mean, a, an apartment that overlooks Central Park, that that's expensive. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I don't know how much you... Listen, I have no idea. All I know is that I feel, if you if I can best describe to the listeners, if you ever played Animal Crossing... So when you upgrade your house to the max, it just looks a little bigger. But when yeah. you enter, yeah. nothing makes sense of what you've seen. <laughs> because it just goes left, right, down, up. But I just walked into this house. Like, I don't know, dude. I don't know. That's why we try and keep around the central hub, don't we? So we don't get lost. It's kind of scary, out. bro. Like, I have to make sure I come back to record with you. I can't be getting lost out here. No. And some cell phone reception doesn't really work everywhere, which also kind of freaks me out. So I'll look at my phone constantly. Once I see no bars, I'm out. You've gone too far. Yeah, I got to bring somebody with me in case we get lost together. It's kind of creepy. Beautiful, Mm. but creepy at the same time. Yeah, it's very strange. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever, does it? Mm -mm. I mean, next week, I'm thinking that Soon as it's the inevitable Halloween special zero two, mm-hmm. I see the Halloween special a little bit like the WrestleMania of the show. Hundred percent. Yeah. So we'll maybe do I it. Feel in, like we should do it in Roman numerals. Yeah, I, I agree. Okay. I feel like I feel like almost like Stingray had a little bit of his ideas in this house because things are just unbelievable. He must have been involved, and There's I a think a little bit of magic, bro. I think since we signed with Zootamax. Like the money's been there, but I feel like Tom must have been taking some back shield from Zootamax since the show began. Probably. Because that's the sort of money that can only build such a strange and bizarre also, place. If you haven't really noticed, uh, the coffee guy, he wanted a bathroom. I don't know where he is. He's got lost. Like, what bathroom did you use? Because you're gone, dude. <laughs> Well, and have you? I don't know if you've noticed this, but I noticed that I was walking around the other day, and I noticed that. Hang on a minute, this floor isn't flat. You know, in most buildings you put a spirit level down, and it'll be mm-hmm. right, and the the the, bo- the bubble will be right between the lines. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that every single floor is canted at a plus one degree angle. You're constantly walking uphill. There's not one straight board. But it's all. But then you look outside and all the windows line up. Kind of hard. It's not right, is it? It's a very fascinating building, really. Well, let me tell you one thing. They came here for a feature, and they've waded through two dinosaurs' opinion on what a console should be. They've waded through some news about a Nintendo (laughs) Joy-Con, and they've waded through a very bizarre story about the the apartment block we live in. But Mm. they probably 
more than likely turned up to hear their comment read out on air. It's the games you hated yet still completed feature. You get the shiny disco. You've took a punt. Or maybe this game you've been assessing, maybe it's a game you've been obsessing over for a while. You pop it in your machine and bam, it hits you. You hate this tat. With each button press, a sea of hatred and anger swirls in you, raising to a crescendo between bad controls and hideous graphics. The collision detection is off. The NPCs have maybe one line of repeatable dialogue. This tutorial stuff is insulting and mind-numbing, you cry. Despite all this, though, you keep playing. Be it blind boredom, be it the selfish feeling of not wanting to feel hoodwinked, or that you've wasted your hard-earned money. Maybe, like some sort of ghoul, you're waiting to see its inner workings laid bare so you can play on like peeking at a car crash or some hideous accident. While all this is seeping into your mind, you notice something. The credits. Hang on, I finished it. It's at this moment you realise you've sunk hours of your life into this steaming pile of fetid mess. But while, you, but while you scream and drop into your knees, beating your fists to the floor, screaming why, you have no idea why. You've no idea or what or how you've spent these hours feeling nothing but hatred and still managed to see it through to the end. So while we discuss our hours we will never get back, we wanted to know yours. Which games made you froth at the mouth, but for some unknown reason, you've still played it through? Or are you a sensible person who refuses to finish something that you're not enjoying, even if it's only a small gripe ruining what might some might call a masterpiece? Now, for me, I really only have two games that spring to mind of games that I I was not enjoying but mm-hmm. played through. The first, Bobby, is... I think I've talked about this on the show previously, but back in the day, I was an absolute rabid fanboy for the wrestling. Mm-hmm. Okay? I was, I, was a, I, was, I was a teenager, but a late teen. Uh, 16 to 21 was probably my most rabid era of fanboyism for wrestling. And it was the Attitude Era or the dawn of the Attitude Era. Now, I'd got an N64 at the time and I played WWF Warzone by Acclaim, which by all reckoning was terrible. I had WCW versus NWO World Tour Revenge, whatever it was called, and I knew that was the better game, but it was WCW. Yeah. Okay. So I used to have to pretend I was other characters in this game. All right. And I played the wheels off of that. And I also had WWF Warzone by acclaim. Now, this game was absolutely terrible. It was the graphics, I don't think, were that great. And the controls, as simple yet deep and under, you know, sort of, there was a level of complexity to the WCW games that was not evident in attitude or Warzone, sorry, you pressed grapple, up, down, left, right, circle, square, doom, like a special move for a Mortal Kombat, uh, literally just to do a DDT. It was a string of characters that was so obtuse to remember, you wondered how you remembered them. And then if you did it (laughs) slightly wrong, the grapple just unrelaxed, and you went back to just punching and kicking the person, which was also a, a completely acceptable way of winning the game. Now, me being me, I finished it with every character because I'm that sort of a weirdo. And I came away from the experience just wishing that the WCW uh, makers of the WCW game would get hold of the WWE, yeah. WWE huh. license. But 
me being a rabid fanboy, games I bought magazines. And it was at this point I was made aware that WWE or WWF Attitude was coming out. The sequel to Warzone, surely, I thought to myself, surely. I used to think on the drive home from work and when I had spare time to myself walking the dog, surely they've realized what was wrong with that game. As gamer developers, they must have played this WCW game and other wrestling games like the Power Move uh, wrestling games on PlayStation. They must have played these games and thought to themselves, we've got the license, we've seen what the others are doing, maybe if we use our graphics and then use this layer of controls over the top of it, we could make a better game. Surely we could. And it was delayed. It was delayed again and again and again. And I used to go in, and I didn't know Diamond Dale Mills' name at the time, but I would go in, and bizarrely, he would serve me. And I didn't know he was into the wrestle. And every week, I would go in, when it was meant to launch, and say, is Attitude out yet? And he'd be like, no, mate. Okay, no problem. So I'll try next month. And I used to try and try and try. Finally, it came out. Now, I think I have done this story on the show. I got it home, excited. I stuck it in the N64, and it was basically the same game. (laughs) the same filthy pile of turd that the first game was, except they'd made it worse. The season mode was worse. It had no, no linking stuff. The graphics by this point had aged even further. It was an absolute screaming car crash of a mess of a game. Yet I was still so desperate, still so desperate to find a kernel of something in there that was good because it launched about two weeks before me going away with a girlfriend at the time and her parents. I decided I was taking my TV, my portable TV oh, and my wow. N64 with me because I was desperate to decide whether the, is this game terrible or maybe I just don't get it. And in my spare time on holiday, I played the wheels off attitude. I finished it two or three times with four or five different, two or three different characters while on this holiday and realized that no, It's terrible. But there's a light side to this story, Bobby. And I think I've said this on the show before. While I was on that holiday, I happened across a newsagent. And in it, I saw one of the unofficial Nintendo magazines. Me being bored away, no internet at the time. I used to read these magazines from cover to cover and absorb every detail. I thought, I'll get this. In it, in a small one-inch by one-inch column, it said, that the WCW boys had managed to get the license to the WWF games and they would be producing them going forward. That was the glittering moment of light for me on that holiday as I stared down at this 6999 N64 cart of crap. Um, games I hated yet still completed. I don't, I mean, the other one, and hate's a bit strong here because there were moments where I enjoyed it. Assassin's Creed. Revelations. So you had Assassin's Creed 1, which will always be a favourite of mine. Assassin's Creed 2, which I'd never really played, that became a joyous experience that I thoroughly enjoyed. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, a game that I thought was fantastic. Possibly the best of the Ezio games. Assassin's Creed Revelations. Moves from one iconic end of the Roman Empire, Rome, to the other side of the Roman Empire, the Roman Byzantine Empire, Constantinople. Mm-hmm. On paper, this could be a good thing. Now, whether I was Assassin's Creed in out or whether Revelations is not that good, I'm not sure. But I found myself pushing myself to play it, playing it and thinking, oh, I just want this to end. Is this ended? Is this ended? 
you know, the tower mini games. It's like mobile defense games. Oh, everyone's playing tower defense games on mobile. Let's slap that in there. No, please don't. Everyone's sending people away on missions. I think that was in Brotherhood as well, but it was in this and it's like, no, please don't. And it just felt like maybe the developers were sick of it as well, but still needed to crack out some sort of resolution to Ezio's story. Like we know, like, do we, do we, do we, okay, please feel free, <laughs> do it then. Um, the one thing that kept me playing in it was the resolution to Desmond's story. Desmond, I thought, was a an underutilized part of the Assassin's Creed franchise, who voiced by Nolan North, who we know as yeah. Drake, mm-hmm. uh, amongst many other many yeah, other voice works. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's another game. Hate's a bit strong. Normally, I find that when I do a game and I'm not that keen on it, I'm not like you, where I'm like, I need to get the platinum because I'm not some sort of perverse weirdo. Yeah. Uh, and I, even if it's a game that I'm struggling with, as in, I just want this to end now because it's been 60, 70, 80 hours, mm-hmm. a la maybe Final Fantasy thirteen. this as an example, I'm still enjoying some aspect of it or I have enjoyed the majority of my time with it and therefore will continue. There's been very few games where I've gone, you know, I hate this and then still push through. So there's my duo You've probably done about 16 examples that I'll waffle on about for seven years, and therefore we're probably going to end up doing a 40-hour podcast. What's your, what are your prime examples before we drag in the mailbag? I'm just going to go just down a little list. Okay. So, obviously, Vampire. Cannot stand that game at all. Um, Layers of Fear 2. I, I really enjoyed the first one. I thought it was great. I think this was so forced horror that I didn't enjoy it at all. The voice over that was supposed to be scary was was not at all. So that's gotta go. Um Creepy Road, it's a small little game. Um I like the style of it and I thought it was a good idea. It's like an indie game. Mm-hmm. But just the the what you call it, the uh the combat just wasn't what I liked. Like, it's an old-school 2D type of, like, 16-bit looking... Well, a little bit better than 16-bit, but that type of game. Shooting zombies, the boss battles. The boss battles were cool. But everything else about the game was, like, really forgettable. But it was so short, I just kept pushing on. Conan Exiles. Bro, don't even put that on your system. I I hated that game. I've been tempted a couple of times. That's like the Minecraft Conan Minecraft, isn't it? No, it's, it's not. It's... No. Imagine just being stuck in a poison pool in Minecraft. That's what that game is to me. I'm, I'm out. See ya. Um, my brother recommended to me Old Time Hockey, which in a, in a way I can see his passion because we played Into 94 together all the time. Mm-hmm. So this was, you know, an upgraded version of that. That was just pathetic. Couldn't not stand it. Zombie Vikings. Again, I saw Vikings in the cover. I bought it. The gameplay was just... It was the same people who For made... such an educated man, you make some very interesting buying decisions. Yeah. This uh, Zombie Vikings, the same people that made Stick It to the Man, so like that kind of humor. I mm. thought, okay, cool. And a little, you know, beat him up. Oh, boy. That's got to go. Uh, Near Automata. 
there is a store in the game that if you have enough points, you could buy the plat the trophies. I hated this game so much that I just kept farming for money and I just bought every single trophy from the in-game store. Imagine that. In-game currency can buy you an actual trophy. That's what I did there. See ya. Okay. Uh what else? Near Automata like? though, people do rave about that game. And I don't like it at all. How many times did you finish it? Oh, that's it. I, well, you had to beat the story four times, regardless. Yeah. But once I finished the store, I went to the store, bought everything. Uh, but I pushed on. Do they drop anyway, or do you have to grind to buy the trophies and that's how it works? Is that not just a an interesting no, it, it, look inside yourself? Like, you can play this game and enjoy it, and if you really are that weird, you can use the in-game currency to buy the trophies, but what does that tell you about you? Told you that I had enough of the game, but I wanted to finish it. Yeah, but you finished it, but you didn't need to buy the trophies. You could have just well, put it down. No, I finished it, but at that point, at 68%, I wasn't going to do half the stuff because I wasn't interested in the combat. So the, the trophies combat. drop naturally as well as unlocking them through playing the game. Yeah. I see. Def- yeah, but... I don't know for that game. Um, the Order, 1886. Don't you dare. I thought it was, bro, it looked great. The story was so awesome. I like the style of it. I'm like, this is going to be great. And, oh, man, I, I really had to push through that game. That game was not good at all. And I can see why they're not getting a sequel. There's no arguments there. If they had that same level of graphic, yet on PS5 they could do... because. You know, at the end of the game, you stand up on the rooftops of London and it's almost like, all right, now is this going to be the game where I can go anywhere and do anything? And it's like, no, mm. no, it's just a cutscene. Yeah. Oh, that made me so mad. Because I would, there was so much potential. That's why I think it deserves wasted. a sequel. That's why I think it deserves a sequel. If it did, and don't get me wrong, I would really like a sequel if they actually, you know, made a game of it. That would have been you know, ideal. And I think the last one I'm going to mention is Sly Cooper, Thieves in Time. I is love that. The is that, that modern remake? If the, it's not yeah, a remake, it's in, like the new No, version. he goes, um, yeah, it's like the newer of the game. Where it's he goes almost back like in time. Sly 4, isn't it? It is Sly 4, basically, yeah. That was not yeah. good. And people are going to get mad at me, but I didn't like any of the Jackson Daxter games. But I pushed on. You played them all, even though you didn't like them. Yep, because I bought it, and when I buy something, I don't waste. I don't waste the money. Is it, did and you buy? Gonna... Did you buy the remaster of on the PS3? Yep. All right, because I'm like, I'm not going to waste money, and the return value was nothing. So I said, let me push on. And actually, Resident Evil Five wasn't, eh, you know, wasn't that bad. It was still bad, but not that bad. Resident Evil Six, though. That really broke my heart. But I really, I really wanted to finish that game. And that's really all I, all I had. Uh, you know, Vampire is definitely the newest game. And I, that makes me so mad, too, because the potential. I think if you have potential and you drop the ball, it makes it more upset of the game. Mm. Like, why did well, you do this? I've got something that's going to wind you up. We Every week we ask for comments and we put a post up on Twitter and Instagram or you could email us, whichever. And 
you put your comments on there. The best comment every month, which Bobby will pick out of his brain, whichever one's made him go, hmm, interesting, the most, you win a prize. So you just need to lob one comment in a month and you qualify. But the more you comment, the more chances you've got. Well, yeah. and the more sort of interesting your comment is, the more likely it's going to be incorporated into the show and the more likely it is going to be to get read out on air. Now, someone who obviously likes poking the bear, Mr. Graham C over on Instagram, a now regular contributor said, Mad Max on the PS4, just endless boring missions and some old fetch quests. I like driving games, don't get me wrong, but this game took the biscuit. I don't know why I bothered restarting it again on my newer account, FML, which is feel my loins. <laughs> <laughs> so he obviously wants you to just check he's still got some feeling in his mm-hmm. man in his gentleman area. Yeah. That's a game that I know that you carry a soft spot for, and it's a game that I I think this year I finished mm-hmm. it. Uh came to it. And I thought graphically it still held up. I thought that the main story missions were interesting. Uh-huh. I did think some of the exploration to find parts and other bits was a bit boring, a bit mind-numbing. Yeah. But for the most part, I enjoyed the game. And when it finally wrapped up, like really when you go to Gastown hmm. for that race, you're basically then trapped in what I would call the end game loop. Yeah. Um, and at that point, you're going to end up on the road taking on the final boss in the in the cut scene i mean the ending was a little bit weird i have to admit it was a bit like cut scene it was a fight but it wasn't a fight i mean mm-hmm. most of the boss battling got done in that final fisticuff section where you're walking through like the interior of the place trying to escape in a way yeah, didn't yeah. it that was like that was the challenge when you actually got out on the road and had to sort of ram the thing a couple of times and yeah. then run someone over. It was a cutscene, but it wasn't a cutscene. I don't want to ruin it too much for people who haven't played it. Yeah. It did kind of leave a bit of a strange taste in the mouth because all of its component parts really meant to me more than the actual end game did. Um, but I thought it was uh, I thought it was a good game. If I had to slap a number on Mad Max, it would probably be a loose six or seven. Um, maybe you'd give it more because you've, Obviously, a big fan well, of the franchise. Yeah, I think this game was definitely. If you're not a fan of Mad Max, then I can see it being a six because it was listen, fun. But mm. listen, I like Mad Max. Yeah, I don't I, like Fury Road because I think Mel Gibson should have been in it. But I like oh, Mad Max. I, I like you know the what? lore. I had the videos recorded off TV as a youngster. Two and I three was always my favorite. But my father recorded the original. Mad Max before it was dubbed in American accents for some odd reason mm. on VHS. That's how much I love Mad Max. I love the lore, everything about it. I so think I Tom Hardy did a good job. But I still don't think, I think this game, as a Mad Max fan, mm-hmm. I think this game could have had, could have been better in places, could have been tighter. Yeah, I gave it a, a, a solid seven. Yeah. I think that's fair. I think that's very. I think that's very fair. And and to be fair, seven's not a bad game. Like no, ten's a masterpiece. Nine is you know. I think if you're perfect. in the seven, eight, nine area, then that's definitely playable. It would have been cooler if 
because it was a massive world. It but was. it would have been cooler if there'd been more sort of weird Mad Maxy three stuff in it, you mm-hmm. know, or Mad Max two. You just and it evolved more. Like it just was boiled down to its most component parts. Imagine if you could stumble across a settlement and they needed help, and you could get yes. them help, and then That's you became more of their team. Like you came across these different settlements that they were like, go here and do this formulate mission that you've done at the other base three Mm -hmm. times. Go here and do this formulate mission that you've done at this place six times. Go here and do this formulate mission that you've done 10 times here. If it more evolved as the story went where you had to do something that was absolutely pivotal, like you needed XYZ piece of technology, not just six or seven boxes of scrap that then became said thing. Yeah. Or you had to escort a tanker from that base to another base. They would have been the missions that would have made me go, oh, wow, this is actually something special in the map. Yeah, I agree. Well. I think this is good. Again, it's one of those times where I've designed a game that's... That I would love to play. That you would love to Every play. Every week this. it seems to me, bro, just listen. Be a game designer and stop it. Thing is, I can come up with these good ideas swinging around on my chair, but I've absolutely no idea how to make them happen. But you don't have to. All you have to do is get the idea and you get a designer. That's all you have well, to do. We're listened to by a cast of thousands all over the world. One of them must be a game. That's all you have to do, bro. Implement your ideas and this guy's give, mind. Give me a call. Get what well, email me at questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com for my repertoire of ideas. Who's next? We got C Pliskin. He said, believe it or not, I don't think I have an answer for this. I don't usually rage quit unless it's a really bad game, which really happens to me. But if there's a game that I usually don't like, I just stop playing it and just say, no, that's not for me. There's no point getting angry over a game you didn't particularly like. Unlike, say, the most of negative views for Death Stranding on YouTube that only talk about the first two to three hours of the game. A bit of a tangent, I know, but I hope that makes my opinion on games I don't like clear enough compared to those who bash a game that haven't left time to simmer properly. Yeah, he's got a point there, hasn't he? I mean, Death Stranding, mm-hmm. I've had numerous conversations on our Discord about this game, and like, I know it's not for everybody, and I well, like... That uh, argument, though, right? Every game is not for everybody. True. You might like Flappy Bird. Exactly. But you don't like a XYZ Masterpiece. You don't mm-hmm. like Zelda. Very true. Uh, but I thought Death Stranding... Now I know a game probably shouldn't be so obtuse where you have to play maybe like six hours it six hours of it before it all clicks, but I think Hideo Kojima is very guilty of that. And Metal Gear Solid Four took its time. Once I'd got into it, I was like, "Oh yeah, I like this. It's probably one of the best ones I've played." Is what it is. Captain Cold, a very loyal and good supporter of us over on Instagram, says the only game that comes to mind is Crash Bandicoot. I don't totally hate the game. But it's just way too challenging and it can be very frustrating very fast. I'm currently on the third game trying to complete it, but it's just a hassle. At least the first two are done. Smiling with sweat emoji. I enjoyed the Crash Team Racing more. Smiling with a party popper emoji. Here you go, our Italian stallion, bro. He's but back, uh, isn't he? The retro gaming. Back with a force. He said... Gonna... No, do it, do it. Want me to do it? The thing is... Do we do his voice in the Italian voice every time now? Yes, we do. I feel like you should do it since it's basically your voice. 
I cannot hear him. If he really ever spoke to us, I'd probably fall on the floor like that's a fake voice. <laughs> because it's so embedded in my mind of you. Okay. All right. Well, if he finds us insulting in any way, he needs to message in. Or if any Italian sat there going, how disrespectful. I love this guy, dude. What, the guy this that guy. I've invented? No, Bada Binks. This guy's great. Okay. Mano will have to be the Chester Express on the PS1. COVID ops and nuclear dawn for you and Americans out of the NASA. I was and still am a massive fan of Stevan Seagal's. So this game reminded me of Under Siege, but it was so boring and repetitive gameplay was clunky. It was hard to move. I believe it's just a Resident Evil ripoff. So I, for a, but was a decent game. Anyone else play it? A question. I never heard of it. Chase the Express on PS1. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I've heard of it, but I can't comment. So, Bada Bing's to retro gaming. Earning is prefix or postfix, which is retro gaming. Uh-huh. Bada Bing's, sir. Um, <laughs> oh, look, it's my it's my friend, Juan. Oh, hang on a minute. Should I... Is it is it that Bada Bing's that you love, or this one? No, I like the other one. That's the, that's the bottom thing. The man will have to be the chest yeah. of express. That's a perfect problem. Okay. Okay. That's perfect. This is who I called last week a young adult man <laughs> who is who is a welder. First of all, he loved that comment. So from now on, he's just changed his name to young adult man. Okay. Or beautiful. One, one adult man. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful boy. And he has some cute looking kids too, let me tell you. So here What's we go, this, ready? What does that, what's GD30CE12 mean? Is that like word number code for like, Listen, I can't even see what, what does that mean? I don't know what it means. I'm going to ask him. You know what probably happened? He's like, you know, my name is Juan and I want to be Juan on Instagram. And Instagram was like, nope, taken. Here's the suggestion. And then they just dropped that on him. And he just probably added a 12. Okay. Juan yeah. is a beautiful man. He's a beautiful young adult man. Okay? Young adult man. So here we go. He goes, I'm going to have to go with a few odd N64 titles. One called Goman Mystical Ninja. Weird characters, weird story setting, as well as what's really, what's really going Japanese. I really think so, which is a song reference. Style game. And I, I agree. Think I'm turning Japanese. I yeah, really think, think so. Yeah, and I, and, and I, Japanese, I, I, I can see that 100. percent uh, The other called Quest 64. This one just wild. You play as a apprentice magician, but at the time I always thought I was playing as a young pope or star. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Regardless, beat both games. Not my best achievements, but yeah, that Goman game. Mm. It was a game on the uh, Legend of the Mystical Ninja. Yeah. It's based on this uh real apparently a real life character. Really? Yeah, if you look if you uh, Google it, Goman, it's a real life Japanese person who I think was like a martyr, I believe. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Okay. Uh well thank you, Juan. It's a good comment. Uh oh, next is Mr. C. 
He says, uh, I can't say I hated it, but Last of Us 2 was a traumatic experience at the end and I didn't want to take part in the final fight. That's a, that's a solid point, that is. And Alien Isolation was too long and terrifying for me, but as I loved the films, I pushed myself on and had multiple heart attacks. I forgot that he had a sad, ex, sad sort of like tired out emoji for The Last of Us 2 and he had a, a scream emoji for Alien. Have you played Last of Us Part 2 yet, Bobby? Nope. Have you played Last of Us 1? Uh, a little bit of my brother's PlayStation. A man who likes horror. A man mm-hmm. who likes survival, tactical, invo- in, you know, um, what's it called? Resource management games. Mm-hmm. A guy who likes the original resis probably more than the the refashioned ones. You would almost think. Now, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, my fiery-haired friend. Mm-hmm. But um, it sounds like The Last of Us is like your perfect. You're a PlayStation gamer, mm-hmm. naughty dog, known for making a high caliber of a, an emotional storytelling experience. Might tie that into a gameplay that's crushingly difficult at times. And therefore, a platinum that's hard to earn, but gains the respect of the PlayStation community for having it sat up there on your digital trophy cabinet that's as worthless as a pile of points on every other platform, Steam or Xbox or whatever, but to you, you invest some value into. Why the hell have you not played Last of Us? Or it's, in my opinion, amazing sequel, Last of Us Part 2. What's wrong with you? I have both of them. Just haven't played it yet. I don't know. I'm not. I don't. I don't really feel it. I guess like when I feel it, I know I feel it. I will put it in. But I've just been feeling everything else besides that. So. So you own both games. Mm-hmm. Physical. Yep. Haven't played it yet. I'll get to it now. Your homework for this week is to start the last of us one. On the most toughest difficulty there is. <laughs> Well, I don't think I can do the PS3 game. Haven't you got Last of Us Remastered? Yeah. No, I don't have... I have only had the original PS3 game. I don't think you can do... I think the online is shut down. Oh, so now the truth comes out. So you've There's not played it for so long that you know you can't get the Platinum, so you refuse to play it until you can get the PS4 version with some online. You're a sniveling rat. You know that. I will still play it regardless. I thought it was part of PS Plus at one point in time, Last of Us Remastered. I don't, maybe, I don't know. Bro. Maybe so I think I, you've got it digital, I and I don't believe there's an online section to that game, so get it. Done. Yeah, there is. There is. Are you sure? Yeah, doesn't, the all, doesn't, doesn't the last one have the uh, online so you've as spent, well? So you've spent... The Last of Us Remastered, I don't think, did have online. But to me, you've spent more time on PlayStationTrophies.net than you have actually putting the game in the console. You're going to get roasted today, Bobby. This is unacceptable. Unacceptable. It happened. Uh, Have you played Alien Isolation? Yeah, that was great. I've had a couple of goes at it, but it never really clicked with me. I probably ought to, maybe ought to double down on it. Next up, I said Leviosa. Not it's Leviosa, not Leviosa. There's a whole discussion about how it's Bob a lobber, Mm -hmm. not Boba Loba. Now, I don't give a rat's ass what. Robert says, because his name's 
Boba Loba. God damn it. And if I was to ever meet him in the street, if everyone else around was calling him Bob a Lobba, I'm Bob a Lobba. I'm not being funny, but where I'm from, a lob on is a description of an engorged piece of flesh on your body. There's absolutely no way I'm going to call you Bob a Lobba in public. It's Boba Loba. I never knew that. Just saying, if you've got a lob on, something very different going on. He writes, nope. I have so many games on my profile that I have one achievement unlocked, usually for competing, completing an intro tutorial level. If a game doesn't sell itself in the first half hour or so, it's uninstalled. He's not like you, you see. Mm-hmm. He's not like this was a steaming pile of dirt, but I put it in machine and registered it to my name and therefore it needs finishing or else I wish I'm I had less... sense. I wish I had sense like that. I'm, I'm a lesser standard of human being. Um... Fair play to him. Life's too short, I suppose. Retro Gamer Thomas. I would have to say the second life is... How can I I just read his comment out like that? Doesn't he need fanfare? RGT? RGT. (laughs) I would have to say the second life is strange. I absolutely love the first game. Really powerful, awesome story. And with the added gameplay mechanic of rewinding time, which made the game, the second one being a prequel before the main character's return, obviously took the mechanic away and just left with a fairly boring story walkthrough, which you already know pretty much what happens as she spoke about it in the first one. I still haven't managed, I still haven't finished it, but will do so. Disappointed, looking sad emoji. What do you, uh, you've played Life is Strange, no doubt. Season yeah, Life Batman. is Strange 2 is, was as good as the first the first one other prequel. Prequels are always a bit difficult, aren't they? Like Red Dead 2 was a prequel, but you you were well, playing no, as the, a character that you didn't know about and therefore you had yeah. to find out his story. If it's a prequel that well, Life is Strange 2 is a different part, totally not really connected to the original game. Right. But just wasn't as good. Okay. I really enjoyed the first one and the prequel to that story, but this one was like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> Next, we got e- e- what is it? Ectological. Ectological. He's he could be hundred percent. You know, if you put someone in the boot, he's joined the uh, he's joined the Discord. He's on Twitter. He's on Instagram. He's on the show. If he put someone in the boot and got convinced someone to listen, he would be the recipient yeah. of a cassette. Yeah. He wrote. Uh, Recently, Gem Smashers for the Platinum. It may be one of the worst games I ever played in a long, long time. It was such a slog. The hitboxes didn't work half the time, and trophies were misworded or glitched. Another one recently, again for a Platinum, was Adam's Adventure Origins. Horrendous VO. Clunky character movements. Frame drips into single digits. <laughs> clipping, broken spell sections, etc. I stopped playing the game for a couple of weeks after that one. Oh, I stopped playing games for a couple wow. of weeks. Wow. Ectological, absolutely. That's hard, bro. Poisoned. Got the well poisoned. Oh. Uh, Is this a new listener? I think so, because it's one of my people. One of your people? Yeah. Yeah, We've we've found each other for a long time. Well, we know that, obviously, you were recruited to the show because you're famous out there in the podcast. And when you've got your own show, Bobby's World Podcast, that's where they can find you when you're not pinned down recording this mediocre pile of tap. You're off doing your own New York podcast, um, the celebrity that you are. 
and Sawthumb Collector is part of your fan mm-hmm. base. I think okay. if you're a new listener, let's oh. do it. I didn't realise. So let's, uh, if you see any others that are new listeners that I've yeah. missed, you let me know. So this is a new, new listener. listener. Do I do it? Sure, why not? He's not heard my voice before, has he? So No, go for it. Well, he has, because he's already got to this point. So, And I'm sure I've waffled a hell of a couple of wheelbarrows full of nonsense at this point, Bobby. But we'll, we'll serve him another stinking pile of my VO. Mine are both on NES, but I have to go with Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and Metroid. Dr. Jekyll is famous for how garbage it is, but I had it as a kid and just had to compete complete it at some point, so did it recently. Mm-hmm. It's awful. Metroid on NES is super boring with no direction and the payoff for playing all the way through that game is such a letdown. One thing I noticed while I was reading that out, I think you got a phone call from El Buccio from Zutamax. Was he saying, hurry up, I don't really pay for enough bandwidth for you to have a six-hour show? Utterly so slightly. (laughs) (laughs) Up next, a man with more neck scarfs. The Duke, he is, well. Is he's he part the of the royal. He's part of the royal. The Three Musketeers, hundred percent. Johan artwork. Uh, he says uh, the first prototype game. It's a game I raged so often for being broken and unfair at points. Yet somehow, I just had to finish it. He's such got such a great accent as well. I wish he could be here to read well. this out. So I, I can get everything. out of my system. He should just. We should just give up. Sign the show over to him, and he should just read it. Him and you know how people want Prince Samuel Retro. Jackson to read things. Yes. No. We want, I want yeah. Johan, bro. And never have that sense of incompleteness. I had a similar feeling recently with the game Vampires. He's he's a man cut from your cloth. He has some great moments and theming, but was so bored and even angry with every fight, where it's the same bad guys are always being that little overpowered yet. I finished it and just felt a sense of disappointment rather than hatred. He laughs. <laughs> uh, he would have laughed much better than that. He knows what's up. Yeah, He has a very elegant laugh, I can imagine. Well, you've, you heard it, so I, I just can't You know, it. I wonder what, you know, other than being an internet celebrity with, his, with the Prince Harvey Retro, I wonder what Johan does for like a day job. I like to think that he's in the arts or crafts or he's like a, a, a filmmaker or something like that. Or he, he, I, if, now that you put have that you in ever there. Seen, have you ever seen Quadrophenia where Sting is like this hailed character? You know Sting the singer, he's in yeah. Quadrophenia and he's like when, he, when he's not, um, he's got a day job where he's like a bellboy or something at a hotel. Mm-hmm. And obviously when everyone else finds that out, he loses some of his, I would hate to think, like in my mind, Johan has got some like really obscure art industry based job. Yet, if I was wherever Johan's from, I don't know, the UK, if I walked into the local Audi and he was passing me my discounted chicken thighs as he scanned them in the counter, it'd be one of those moments. So I don't, I don't want to know what I don't want to know any more about Johan because it would, it would destroy the mythos of the three musketeers. Nowhere near Berlin, Johan artwork and Harvey Retro. I never want to know. No, it's kind of like the bad guy in a movie, right? Mm. I don't care about why he's bad. I just yeah. want him to be bad. And I want yeah. these guys to be absolute legends. And I and, and never allude to doing... They don't work, for God's they sake. 
They don't have to. They just I, wake up. And I would love money. if I can go visit him and he actually has just obscure art. I would die. He's an Amazing. art dealer. Amazing. Up next, we got our little Scottish, Scottish brethren. Well, let's, before we get carried away, the this man, is the, myth. the man, the man, the myth, the legend, the supplier of the monthly prize. If your uh, comment is deemed good enough, you could win a prize. You've got like 20 minutes to get this show done, wrapped up. That's out. So that's going to turn the electric off to the apartment. Uh, but before we get distracted, comment pictures. What's he got to say for himself? He says, second week in a row, I mentioned Dark Souls 2. Not that it's bad per se. It requires a whole second half and a third playthrough just to get three spells to complete the achievements. My True. God. It's My very God. annoying. There haven't been many occasions I can think of where I was excited to uninstall the game, but this was a great moment. <laughs> I know I'll never play it again. Bliss. Also, this may be controversial, but Wind Waker, I, was, I forced myself to complete it, but I bloody hate that game. And pretty much every Zelda game after or arena of time but it's just an opinion so there's no need for anyone to get their panties all bunched up about it okay i agree with dark little too everyone's allowed an opinion adam absolutely if it ain't for you if they're not for you they're not for you um wind waker never played it so i don't know i i just never vibed with it to be fair up next the man that's I like to imagine he's wrapped in cellophane. He's never even unwrapped himself. He's factory fresh. It's our Ellie. He has the couch with the plastic cover. (laughs) Yes, he does. (laughs) (laughs) And the carpet. Yeah. Everything's just wrapped in. And everything is scotch guarded for sure. Yeah. Six times and then wrapped. Mm -hmm. He writes... Only ones I can think of are a few Call of Duties. Big fan of Call of Duties, but just found a fair few after BO3 Born. Not that I didn't like them, just struggled to get through. Well, that'd be Black Ops, wouldn't it? Oh, okay. Took me a moment, but that's what he's on about. Yeah. Um, this guy is like a Welsh Vin Diesel, because Bryn's a Welsh name. Mm-hmm. This guy's like, uh, I, I'm not even going to do the injustice of trying to do a, one of our Celtic brethren's accents, <laughs> but uh, he's a new, new listener. listener. Bryn Diesel underscore TBI says Duke Nukem Forever, biggest letdown of my v- life video game wise, but I had to finish it. Mary Goglia. Now, I've seen her around about on the Instagram for a while, but I think she's a new listener. So let's clap it out. She's a new listener. Listener. She oh. writes, I followed up interest with Pokemon Diamond and Pearl when I was a teen. I brought Platinum years later, getting back into Pokemon more, and I was still a bit of a pain to go through for me. Even traded some of my Pokemon from Diamond Pearl to get through the main part of the game faster. Okay. Well, thank you for reaching out, Mary. If you wanna, if you're listening now, Mary's maybe the person that I said last week. You've listened every week, but you've never joined in. Join in, and she did. Mm-hmm. If you're another one of those people that listens every week that's never commented, please do. Thank you for your comment, Mary. Um, I can't really speak with much. I like what you've done, but I can't really speak with much knowledge about the Pokemon games. Me neither. I've never seen one through to completion. I don't think I played. I think blue through about three quarters. So. 
Here's a man that's probably finished Pokemon six times, one afternoon on a Game Boy while riding his BMX. But nowadays he walks around New York in a loincloth, shilling for change. It's Finster Gamer. Generally, I wonder what he thinks of this new character we foisted upon him. He says, generally, I deliberate. He's not said yet, has he, about a loincloth? Mm-hmm. Someone threatened to send me pictures of it, but uh, I don't want to. I've seen it in the flesh. Uh, generally, I deliberate a lot before starting games to avoid this. However, one game in particular caught me out with this. I read glowing positive reviews of Deliverers to the delivers the moon and decided to give it a try it was the most god-awful thing i've ever played with terrible gameplay mechanics motion capture story etc so much so that i immediately knew i was going to write a review questioning its high rating i felt compelled to force myself to finish as i knew i was going to tear it a new one on the review and couldn't legitimately complain about it if i hadn't given it more of a chance it got its chance I'll never get that time back. Because we have to remember that Finster Game has got a, a website of reviews, information, knowledge, and more called Downright, downright Square. Downright Square. I, well, whatever I, you guys call it, .uk, I don't know what it is. I always call it Downright Circle Square. I don't know why, because I think when we first spoke, you bounced a couple of names off me. But Downright Square, I think, mm-hmm. was one, is, is what it is. So forgive me. That'd be like him telling someone, you know, I know about this podcast. Yeah, I think it's called the Official Controller Podcast. The Official Controller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. So apologies, Finster Gamer. I know I'm subscum. Uh, Blockbuster guy says, I see that headhunter. Maybe that's him suggesting, because the, the post this week had a picture of headhunter in it, yeah. which is a game I found obtuse to stuck with so maybe that's what he's referring to if not i've no idea over on twitter our whole host of new listeners again bobby so get your clapping gear out steve houdini aka at stevie houdini he's a new new listener listener. are you losing the edge with the new listeners or are they still is it still like taking a shot of neat brandy every time for you i think it's great okay (laughs) another world F that game. I could see that. Especially if you played it now for the first time. Oh, God. I mean, back in the day, you kind of were so wowed by the graphics and everything that you persevered with it. You're like, okay, if I can't jump over this one more time, I'm done. Do you know what I hate? When you... You know, at the very beginning of the game, there's those black slugs, Mm -hmm. and if you don't get the jump right, you have to watch that cutscene of it of it rearing backwards and then that white tooth flicking Mm -hmm. out. And it's like, as soon as I see it rear backwards, I'm like, oh man, I thought I'd timed this right. I thought I'd timed this right. And then you have to, and then when the tooth flicks out, part of my soul dies. You're done. You're done. Did it. Horrible. (laughs) Very, very dramatic. When you're on a run through as well, it's like to get whacked at that early part of the game. It's like, oh no. (laughs) God. But it's totally possible. I don't care if you're a pro of that game or not. That could happen to anyone. Mm-hmm. Who we got next? It appears to see, oh, oh, one game at a time. And he is <laughs> a new listener. Do you know who hasn't been on this week? Who? The guy will take all your sisters, Johnny Island Gaming. Yeah, he hasn't. Interesting. If he's listening, I hope he's okay. I know he took his bike for an MOT at what looked like the Nürburgring, so don't ask he questions. Writes, yeah, China worry on PC mini engine. I played it to see how bad it was made. Uh, 
I, I played to see how bad it was and made myself play through the whole thing out of some misplaced need to prove it to myself that I am the best. All it yielded was low self-esteem. <laughs> amazing. That's amazing. That's beautiful. Uh, we've got another new listener off. with an awesome name. Is a new, new listener. listener. Captain Frugal, a.k.a. at Captain Frugal, no space. I beat Superman 64. The rings and bugs nearly ended me. I didn't think it was possible to finish that game. He said it was a gift from my wife. Looking back, I often wonder if she was trying to kill me. I think the simple answer to that is probably yes. Yes. That's what we would call the end of the feature. Another absolutely brilliant journey down the road of us getting to know you, getting to know them, getting to know each other better, Bobby. It's been nearly a month of us all getting to know each other. Next week... I don't want to be uh, lobbing any spoilers or signing us up to things that we can't achieve. But next week, Bobby, next week, it's Halloween. So mm-hmm. it's the inevitable Halloween special. Special zero two. Uh, I don't know what happened to my voice during that mm. moment there, but it went a little bit strange. Wait, wait. King Lizard is late. Mm. He's only commented 46 minutes ago, but he says... And we're already into the show at that point. Um, I find it hard. I find it hard to harder game, but can only think of around two or three that might fit the bill. But I traded their asses rather than waste valuable gaming time. In terms of mediocre, I'd have to say Super Destronaut, Land Wars on Xbox One, and Full Blast were as dull as dishwater, but they were easy G. So I. Uh, Plotted on, pinned them down twice in full blast case on Xbox One and PS4. I've, uh, do we do hashtag Stingray's boot this week, or should we just move straight to the, to the real deal? Because I think it's been a long show. Yeah, maybe it's the real deal. Okay. What's he been up to this week? Stingray? Yeah. You didn't see what we did last week? You didn't see what we did just Wednesday? This guy is opening up, opening up manhole covers. <laughs> what? Okay. All right. He has, well, a, he has a gold crowbar and just is, has been opening up manhole covers, going in them, and coming out somewhere else like he's playing Super Mario in real life. Oh, my God. Okay. That might be one of the best uh, things he's been up to that week. It's time for a picture. <laughs> 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 Slow down. Do you know what? Less haste, more speed. It's time for a peek in what we affectionately call Stingray's Boot, what's nestled between some counterfeit nappies and a dodgy copy of Battlefront all this week. These are the new release highlights for the week, October 19th to... Uh, I've written the date wrong, so I'm sub-scum. To October 25th, 2020 listeners, these are out in digital or physical or will be by the time this podcast in your feed, but could be region dependent. Have you picked a mummy mummy out of this pile of tat? Um, yeah. Okay. I think I have as well. First up, Amnesia Rebirth PC PS4 October 20th. Amnesia Rebirth, a new descent into darkness and the creators of the iconic Amnesia series, a harrowing journey through desolation and despair, exploring the limits of human resilience. That was my 20th. That was yours, was it? Yep. Well, apologies. Okay. Um, what's next? We got Drone Swarm for the PC October 20. Control a swarm of 32,000 drones in a strategy adventure uh, set in space. Jump from another system to a system and battle and, and battle powerful alien fleets. 
destroy enemy vessels, slam them into one another, block attacks, and outsmart defenses. Mm. Next out of the boot, The Guys on PC October 20th. The Guys is a dark Metroidvania fairy tale about a boy trapped in the body of a monster. Can you hold on to his humanity? It's up to you. Next we got Solista, Crown of Magester. Say that kind of fast. For PC October 20th, roll for initiative, take attacks for, of opportunity, manage player location, and the, and the vertical of the battlefield in this upcoming turn-based tactical RPG based on the SRD 5.1 rule set. In Solista, you make the choices, dice decide your destiny. Hmm. Beyond the Wire on PC October 21st, uh, a tense multiplayer FPS set in the muddy, bloody trenches of World War One. In battles of up to 50 v 50, players will be immersed in cinematic environments that convey the desperate and brutal circumstances of the Great War. Features an authentic arsenal and unique melee combat system. That sounds pretty good, but it's not mm-hmm. my mummy. In fact, maybe that is my mummy mummy. It's Ooh. just a shame that it's multiplayer because I feel that probably detracts from the immersion slightly, but there you go. Uh, up up next, next, love a puzzle box filled with stories. Now that's an interesting title. Mm. Okay. Think about that. PC, October 21st. Every (laughs) life has a story. Every story has regret. But what if you could change the past? Love is a puzzle game about finding the things we've lost in ourselves and the people who help us find them. Mm. Tenderfoot Tactics on PC, October 21st. A party of goblins granted magic by an ancient spirit wander the archipelago, fighting back the terrible fog, wield elemental power with wild repercussions in the open world tactics RPG. Next, we got Disc Room for PC and Switch, October 22nd. Are you ready to get sliced in half? The year is 2089, and a giant disc has appeared in orbit of, of Jupiter. Step into the oversized spacesuit and of a brave scientist and explore the sprawling intergalactic slaughterhouse. I mean, wild. really? It's wild. The double pug switch, PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, October 22nd. Double pug switch on the Switch. I mean, if you can't see the humor <laughs> in that, you, you, you're not even finding anything funny. Mm-hmm. Double pug switch is a tough side-scrolling platformer. You take control of a pug who can switch dimensions due to a catastrophe in a lab, run, jump, power up, and cry your way through several levels of doggy dimension goodness. Up next, we got Dwarfheim for PC, October 22nd. Dwarfheim Dwarfheim is the next generation of co-op RTS game, a unique RTS with co-op PvP and PvE game modes. Choose your class, gather resources, build, and defend your dwarven city. That could be good. Hello Puppets on PC VR, October 22nd. Go on a horror comedy adventure that turns your hand into a living, talking puppet named Scout. Years ago, a bad Sesame Street knockoff called Mortimer's Handymen was cancelled and forgotten. But the puppets from the show have come to life. They're pure evil. Okay. Up next, we got Outbreak Epidemic for the Switch, October 22nd. Return to the world of four-player co-op survival horror with classic gameplay, strict inventory management, crushing enemies, horrific difficulty, and more as you grow up, as you as you and a group of survivors try to survive the epidemic. Uh, Red Lantern, 
for PC, Xbox One and Switch, October 22nd, the true rebirth of iconic beat-em-up genre in the vein of old-school video games. As a simple Chinese fisherman... I sometimes wonder if I'm reading these right. As a simple Chinese fisherman, Wei Chang, you have to avenge the death of your friends and family slaughtered in a pirate raid at your peaceful village. That sounds like a piece of you, that does. Mm-hmm. Up next, we got Galicide. Yeah. PS4, Xbox One, Switch, October 23rd. Command destructive spaceships to obliterate hordes of enemy vessels while quickly solving puzzles to weave through networks of vibrantly colorful adversarial machines. Leisure Suit Larry, Wet Dreams Dry Twice on the PC in October 23rd. <laughs> no obstacle will keep me away from my beloved, my faith. Not even the wild and untamed islands of Kalula. Those lovely island ladies can only distract me for so long as my heart's compass only points in one direction. Faith. Facts. Up next, we got Supermarket Shrek. Shriek. Peace. Oh, Shriek. Sorry, yeah. I got that as Shrek. <laughs> I'm so used to seeing that as Shrek. We got PC, PS4, and Switch, October 23rd. Join man and goat in this chaotic, <laughs> award-winning couch co-op adventure. Tackle outlandish obstacle courses, complete rewarding challenges, and dodge deadly obstacles in a hectic race to the checkout. Packed with frantic 38-stage campaign and three hilariously PvP party moves. Uh, words fail me. Transformer Battlegrounds, PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, October 23rd. Bumblebee and the Autobots have a new commander, you. Assemble your squad and roll out for the battle against the Decepticons and team up in local multiplayer. Slam the boot down, Bobby. Because Stingray's got some manhole covers to hop in with his gilded uh, crowbar. Those that paid attention at the top of the show and they waited through our opinion on the news, which, to be frank, took quite some time. You took some rousing this morning. No doubt you've uh, got slipped a couple of mickeys last night when you were in the bar. But Odders has only got to grip his wheel for a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. He's probably already got where he's going, has been parked on someone's drive for damn near two hours, but he can't stop until the show's done. Bobby, what are you open to play? Pretty much the same. Uh, Rogue Company, Zombie Army Trilogy, and I'm going to finish Vampire. 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 <laughs> Imagine it's being t- said by uh, Bings to Retro Game. Vampire. <laughs> so, what are you going to vamp- play? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to play some more Catherine. I might. I'm determined to finish GTA 4. I, I, although I am thoroughly not enjoying it at the moment. Yeah. Um, maybe go back to Witcher. But I think that, I don't know why, but PS3 is my poison at the moment. I just can't stop using that console. So oh, I'm probably going to find something on there. I was tempted to slap Infamous 2 in the machine. I can recommend some titles for you. I need to own them, though. That's the precursor. Mm, yeah. Well, you never know. Maybe you have it, or you can get it. Yeah, games are not. I, what I like about the PS3 is the games are a quid, mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's some like Catherine. Like that is just for the first fifteen minutes of intro and little preamble alone. That's worth a pound because it's yeah. that it's that nice to look at. It's a beautiful experience. Uh, that's kind of that. So. Oh, we got to do the VHS, bro. Oh, Bob. Then we can go. Okay. All right. My VHS is going to be Fort Apache starring John Wayne, part of the She Wore a Yellow Ribbon trilogy. 
Awesome. I'm going to pick A Nightmare on Elm Street. You've gone early. I love that movie. It's not aged very well, though, has it? I think it's great, dude. And not and not the remake, bro. The original. Don't yeah. go talk about the remake. The original. The first time I saw it, it was way after the time because I'm not really into horror that much. But I yeah. thought, do you know what? I'll watch this. And I watched it and was not even remotely scared. I've always been sort of slightly intrigued by the Freddy character, but I was completely. I was like not too fussed about it, but I was completely out when the deflated sex doll gets pulled through the front door at the end of the movie. At that point, I was like, yeah. hey, you've lost me here, Wes. I'm you got to watch it for a classic. That's what it is. It, this just looks terrible. It really does. It does. I think by the time you get to two and three, the standards have reached the expectation of the cinema goer, and it's actually, mm-hmm. you know, it still holds up. Mm-hmm. But that first one, mm, my God, no. Love it. <laughs> Fair play to you. Uh, all right. Is that it? That's it. Well, that's all we have time for this week, listeners. As always, thank you for your time, and we look forward to the pleasure of speaking to you again next week. Until then, happy gaming. Remember, there's nothing wrong with being given the unofficial controller. It's what you do with it that counts. See you, Bobby. Peace out. 